my name is Natalie Nation, and you're listening to Feed That Nation. I'm a graduate student, I'm a future registered dietitian, I'm a health educator, a content creator, and a self-proclaimed mac and cheese expert. I create content here on Feed That Nation all about college life, college health, and college wellness. My goal is to help you, my fellow college students, to be more successful, more confident, and more healthy in your college journey. Before we begin, please go ahead and check me out on Instagram. I am at Feed That Nation, and go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com. Also, in the spirit of this video where I'm going to be talking all about should you go vegan in college, definitely go ahead and check out my affiliate partner, Coconut Whisk. I've linked them below. They are a company that produces vegan, gluten-free, allergy-friendly baking mixes. They've got everything from pancake mix, cookie mix, mug cake, microwave mug cake mixes. I truly love this company, love their mission, love their products. Definitely go check them out, show them a little love. If you use my affiliate link below and use my coupon code FeedThatNation, you will get $3 off your order and I will receive a small commission. It would mean the world to me if you would go check them out. Before I get into this episode, I'm going to give you, as per usual, my food, my follow, and my fun for the week. My food this week is definitely a basic white girl kind of food, or at least it's kind of become that way in recent years. Avocado. I I grew up not liking avocado, to be completely honest. I thought it was weird. I thought it was slimy. I thought it was kind of like just green and squishy. Now that I'm an adult, I am kind of obsessed with avocado. My favorite way to have avocado is to mash it up, put it on toast with a poached egg, and sprinkle it with red pepper flakes and everything but the bagel seasoning. It is so good. But the cool thing about avocado is that it's full of fat and full of fiber, so it fills you up. Definitely when I have avocado toast with eggs, it fills me up way more than if I just had toast and eggs. Downside is avocados are kind of expensive, but the upside is that if you are a single college student, you could buy one avocado and get it to last you through at least four meals. For me, if I eat more than like a quarter of an avocado, I end up feeling really gross and too full and not fun. So if I do a quarter of an avocado or sometimes even less than that, if I'm just putting a little bit on top of maybe chili or something, it lasts me so much longer if I only use a little bit at a time. So even if your avocados near you are a dollar or more, it's definitely worth buying one and then you can spread it out throughout several meals to make it last. And I, to keep my avocados from turning brown, which a brown avocado, there's nothing wrong with it, it's just an enzyme process, a scientific food science-y thing. But if you store your avocados with a little bit of lemon or lime juice or other citrus juice, you can keep them from browning. It's really cool. I'll leave a link below if I can find maybe a blog post from somebody who describes it better than I did. But Go eat avocados, people. They're so good. My follow for the week is a registered dietitian who talks about all things veganism and activism. She is super passionate and super well-spoken. Her name is Taylor Wolfram. And what I love about her is she is so passionate about veganism not being just a diet, not being just a food thing. Veganism is a lifestyle thing and it is so much bigger than just you know, not eating animal products. And I love the way she talks about veganism, so go check her out. I will link her below, Taylor Wolfram, registered dietitian. My fun for the week is for you guys to go check out a new cuisine. Eat a new cuisine or a new region of cooking. Try something new. I've been on an Indian food kick lately. I've been doing a lot of 
curries and trying to use a lot of different spices and obviously learning about all the different ways there are to eat Indian food. Put that in quotes because curry is actually more of a European invention than anything else, but um, I will link a podcast below that talks all about that. Um, the gastropod has a whole episode talking about curry and I love it. Um, but definitely go ahead, either cook it yourself or try a new restaurant. Try something new. It is so, so fun to try new foods. You might even discover a new favorite. I guess I also have to have a bit of a disclaimer on this episode, and that is that I myself am not vegan. I am a proud vegetarian. I've been vegetarian for, I think, four years now. If you're watching me on YouTube, you can see I've got my, my Team Herbivore shirt on with my dinosaurs, but I am not a vegan, and it's kind of a conscious choice I've made that I don't think I will ever go completely vegan. So I'm coming at it from that lens, but I have been doing my research and trying to find sources to sort of back up what I'm talking about. I'm going to be talking about should you go vegan and I'm going to be talking about the yeses and the noes. So listen with an open mind. Please vegan peeps out there, I know you're passionate. Don't come for me, okay? I'm just doing my best here. Before I kind of get into the meat of <laughs> lol, the meat. Before I get into the nitty gritty of should you go vegan in college, I kind of wanted to break down some different definitions and I'm going to start with vegan. And vegan, to my understanding, is not just the diet. Vegan is a lifestyle, vegan is an activism choice, and basically the tenets of veganism are to avoid consuming, purchasing, or utilizing animal products and byproducts because of the environment, because of care for all creatures, because of ethical choices. It's an ethical lifestyle choice. And I feel like kind of like trendy veganism in recent years has kind of become only about the food and only about eating vegan. But I wanted to make the point that a vegan lifestyle is a lot more than just the food aspect. And so I'm kind of going to be talking about all of that together. Another definition to bring up is vegetarian, and I myself am a vegetarian, and generally speaking, vegetarian is a, an eating pattern in which you do not consume meat, you don't consume red meat, you don't consume poultry, you don't consume fish, and you don't consume shellfish. Generally speaking, most vegetarians do consume honey, dairy, eggs, and other sort of animal byproducts, but they don't consume meat. And I feel like this trips a lot of people up and definitely my, I am not hating on anybody. I'm not calling anybody out, not making fun of anybody, but my relatives who live in the Southern US definitely get confused between being vegan and being vegetarian. And they're always wondering, well, do you eat milk? You know, do you eat eggs? And I'm like, yes, I eat dairy, I eat eggs. I just don't eat meat. I don't eat fish, I don't eat chicken. But it is kind of confusing. I mean, the words sound the same. And then to people who've grown up and been eating meat all their lives, these concepts can be really foreign, and I acknowledge that, and I'm okay with that. The next definition is a pescatarian, and this is essentially a person who is vegetarian, but who chooses to eat also fish or shellfish or fish and shellfish. And so the kind of like the pesca of the pescatarian comes from fish. I forget which language that word is rooted in, but fish. Another definition I wanted to kind of point out is flexitarian. And I absolutely love this word. I think it is such a fun word and of such a fun way to describe the way that many people do eat. And generally my 
understanding of a flexitarian is a person that eats vegetarian sometimes, or a person who chooses to eat vegan food sometimes, or a person who chooses not to consume red meat sometimes. So it's kind of, I think it comes from flexible vegetarian, and so I know a lot of people who, for example, they don't purchase meat, but they'll eat meat at a restaurant. And I would consider them to be more or less flexitarian in that way. My final word that I wanted to define before we get started is plant-based. Plant-based, depending on where you look for the definition, is an eating pattern that consists or centers around primarily plant foods. So fruits, vegetables, nuts and seeds, whole grains and other grain products, and legumes. I think this is sort of what people are getting at when they're talking about eating vegan is like eating plant products, but actually plant-based eating patterns can and do often include animal products. You can eat a plant-based eating pattern and also eat meat. And I think this is where a lot of people kind of get stuck. But I wanted to kind of break that down because there's a lot of different ways people can choose to minimize their animal product and animal byproduct consumption other than just straight up going for the vegan lifestyle. And I wanted to break that down because I feel like a lot of people don't know that, especially college students who are new to all of these words and ideas. So I wanted to lay that baseline out before I dive super far into this episode. So I wanted to start the episode by talking about my yeses, my should you go vegan in college yeses, my reasons why you should. And I think number one, the first reason that you should go vegan in college is because it's great for the environment and it's really great for animals. If you are somebody who feels very passionately about animal rights, about animal cruelty, then going vegan is a great way to sort of live out what you believe. It's pretty powerful. It's a pretty powerful statement to say that I believe so strongly that animals have rights. Animals have a right to not be treated cruelly. Animals have a right to not be eaten that you choose not to eat animals. That's a pretty powerful statement right there. And I think that if anything, that if you choose to go vegan, that should be your driving reason why. And it's pretty cool. I mean, the people I have talked to and I'm friends with and I follow on social media who are vegan for those reasons are so well-spoken, so passionate and so powerful. And it's really inspiring to me and I've learned a lot from them. Another reason why I think you totally should go vegan in college is that college is probably one of the best times in your life to actually try new things. We've all tried new things in college, you know, we've tried new hairstyles, new clothes, new makeup, new whatever, but choosing to go vegan or to try to go vegan in college is kind of, I've said this before on the podcast, but college is the time for you to learn and make mistakes in a safe way, in a safe place. And I think going vegan is just another one of those things that if you want to try it out, college is probably the best time for you to do that. College is also a great place to meet new people who are also vegan, who are also passionate about the same things that you are. And I think going vegan in college when you're surrounded by maybe there are clubs on your campus that are all about animal activism or vegan clubs or nutrition style clubs or cooking clubs where you guys are able to come together, cook vegan food together, cook and learn about what it means to be vegan together is really cool. And I love that college provides opportunities for students to do that. I think another huge reason for people to 
choose to go vegan in college is that eating more plant foods, more plant-based products, and fewer animal-based products has been shown to benefit health. And I'll put the caveat here and say that you don't have to go vegan to reap these benefits, but definitely there are studies, and I will link a couple below, that show that eating vegan has positive health effects. Um, it's positive for blood cholesterol, it can be positive for blood glucose, it can be positive for people who are pre-diabetic or even just straight up type 2 diabetic. There are lots of health benefits to going vegan. And so if you're somebody who is concerned about your health and wanting to make a change, going vegan could be a good way to make that change. It is by far not the only way to make that change, and I kind of want to put that in there, but it could be really positive for your health if you went vegan in college. I think college is also a really great way and a really great place for students to be able to vote with their dollar, and I really don't like that metaphor, but in college you have a lot more independence than you probably used to if you're a traditional college student coming straight out of high school then college is really the first place that you are able to be independent and make your own choices with your own money. And going vegan really allows you to say, you know what, I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to patronize this establishment. You know, I'm going to choose where I spend my money. And that really makes a statement. That can really make a statement in the economy. It can make a statement politically. It can make a statement personally in your social group when you say that because of what I believe, I am going to choose my sp to spend my money in this way. And that's awesome. I love passionate college students, and I think that veganism and animal activism are some of the coolest ways that students can really choose to vote with their dollar and make statements in the real world. Now, I'm going to move on to my second half of this episode in which I'm going to talk about the reasons that maybe you should not go vegan in college. And this section is probably going to be a lot longer than my first section with my yes you shoulds. And I don't want vegans to come for me to hate on me, but I think that from a nutrition perspective, because I have a bachelor's degree in nutrition and dietetics, I have half of a master's degree in public health nutrition, and I've been working in and among young adults for several years. I've seen a lot, and I feel like I can't just give straight up yeses and straight up noes to these questions without getting into a lot of detail. And so with a lot of my maybe you should not go vegan, it's not to say that no, you definitely should not, but I'm trying to give you, college students, all the tools and information that you need to make the right choice for you personally. And so that's where I'm coming from with this. I'm not saying that no, you shouldn't, but I'm saying that here are some reasons that you should think about and consider very seriously when you are making these decisions. Anyways, I think one of my biggest no, you maybe should not go vegan in college is that it can be really hard to feed yourself. And I know that I said at the beginning that veganism is more than just food, but food for a lot of people is a huge, huge part of being vegan. And it can be really hard to feed yourself a variety of foods that you like and that taste good and that are nutritious when you live on a college campus. You know, a lot of people living in dorms don't have access to a big enough fridge to store food. They don't have access to a full kitchen on a regular basis. 
you know, dining halls. Some colleges have amazing vegan options in their dining halls. Some colleges do not. I know when I first even went vegetarian, I had a hard time finding vegetarian food options in my college dining hall. And so I think that is something that people who are thinking about going vegan should really consider is, am I going to be able to feed myself the foods that I wanna feed myself reasonably in my current living situation? And I think going along with that point, being vegan can, for some people, be pretty expensive and impractical when it comes to purchasing vegan cruelty-free toiletries, vegan cruelty-free food products, vegan cruelty-free clothing and accessories and other things like that. For some people in some places, it can be very expensive to do that and not every college student is able to spend that money. And on the flip side, there are a whole lot of inexpensive ways to eat and live a vegan lifestyle but it's not for everybody, it's not easy for everybody, and I think that anyone who's considering being vegan and going vegan should take into account that financial factor of, you know, does this make sense for me financially? Because it's, you know, one thing to be vegan if you can afford it, but if you're vegan and, you know, your cost of living goes way up to the point that you can't afford other things in your life, that's a problem. I think also from a practical and even a social standpoint, being being vegan, if you are maybe the only vegan in your friend group, can be socially limiting and socially isolating at times. If your friends want to go out to a restaurant or order food in, you know, it can be hard to find vegan food options at a lot of restaurants, depending on where you live. I think bigger urban cities are better about it than smaller rural areas, but even I as a vegetarian, to bring that up again, like I have a hard time sometimes going to restaurants with people because the only vegetarian option is the salad or something else really boring and not fun at all. So something to consider if you are in a friend group where a lot of people eat a lot of animal products, going vegan might mean sometimes that you end up going to restaurants where you can just order a drink but you can't order any food. Something to definitely consider and think about. In terms of vegan from a food perspective, I think that for people with a history of mental illness, for people with a history of food restriction or disordered eating, being vegan and going vegan can be triggering. And I'm gonna talk about this for maybe two minutes longer. So if this is something that would be triggering for you, you can go ahead and fast forward about two minutes and I swear I'll be done. If you are somebody with a history of eating disorder or disordered eating or a history of food restricting, a history of maybe exercise addiction or other issues like that, going vegan could end up being triggering for you because veganism is restrictive. People who are vegan and who love being vegan don't see it that way usually or do not feel that as strongly, but it can be very hard to feel like you've restricted food groups out of your diet. And it can be hard to find foods that you enjoy when maybe you used to really love pizza and now you can't eat normal pizza anymore or whatever it is. So definitely something to consider if you are thinking about going vegan is to think about your history with food and mental illness and to think about if this would be a triggering choice for you. I think also along those lines, 
if you are somebody who's thinking about going vegan because you are desiring a particular body type, I would also really think hard about making that choice and why, because going vegan for, for example, weight loss, there are a lot of other ways that you can eat for weight loss that aren't going vegan. And so I guess I would really encourage you to think hard about that choice because it's not an easy choice. And for some people, being vegan or going vegan isn't exactly a fun choice. All right, ending that triggering topic. If you fast forwarded, you're good now. My final point for the should you go vegan, maybe not, is that for some people, choosing to eat vegan could actually negatively impact their health. In particular, I'm thinking about college-age women who are more likely to be anemic. One really amazing source of iron, which prevents anemia, is red meat. And so if you're not eating red meat, you know, it, you have to find other foods to balance that out so that you're not going to be anemic. There are other people who have a hard time getting vitamin D and calcium. That's another big nutrient for young women in particular. And I think just in general, going vegan without really thinking about the nutritional consequences of cutting out major food groups can be really challenging and can negatively impact people's health in that way. And so definitely if you are considering going vegan, I would do your, do your research, figure out who you have access to from a healthcare perspective, make sure that you're talking to, we always say like, don't start a new diet, don't start a new exercise routine without talking to your healthcare provider. And it sounds so excessive, but it's so true because you never know if you are already anemic, going vegan might not be a great choice for you. And a nutrition professional like a dietitian, preferably a dietitian, I swear, please go to a dietitian and not just an Instagram nutrition guru for your information. But a dietitian will be able to help you figure out if you want to go vegan or if you're already vegan, are you missing any major nutrients and how can you get those nutrients into your day? Maybe this would mean adding a vitamin, maybe this would mean adding a particular food or eating more or less of a particular food, but if you are at all considering going vegan, please talk to your healthcare professionals first. I hope by now that I've given you a lot to think about in terms of should you go vegan in college, but I wanted to kind of just wrap it up by saying that going vegan in college can be a great choice for some people. It could be a less great choice for other people, but ultimately it should be your choice. You know, if your roommate is vegan and your roommate is pressuring you to go vegan, if you don't wanna go vegan, don't do it, you know? Or at the same time, if you have family members who are pressuring you not to go vegan and it's something that you feel really passionate about, remember it is your decision because it is ultimately your body, your money, your lifestyle. I also wanted to point out something and I feel like this kind of gets skipped a lot um, in terms of, I call it like trendy veganism, trendy white veganism, but it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Can you adapt elements of a vegan lifestyle without going 100% full-on ride-or-die vegan? Yes. And ultimately, the way that you choose to live your life is your choice, like I said before. And from a health nutrition professional standpoint, I'm not a registered dietitian yet. I'm working on it. I'll let you guys know when I get there. But 
Studies have shown that people who dive straight into a 100% ride or die lifestyle change, it's not always likely to stick. And so if you're considering going vegan, know that it doesn't have to be all at once and it doesn't have to be 100% ride or die ever if you don't want it to be. And there are a lot of little ways to contribute to the environment, to animal activism, to vote with your dollar, vote with your fork, other than the ride or die 100% vegan. And those ways can really just start with choosing to purchase vegan cosmetics and toiletries, vegan food items, vegan clothing items, gradually as you can afford them. You know, maybe you start with using up the cosmetics that you already own, even if they're not vegan, because you don't want to waste them. And gradually, as you use up that non-vegan makeup, you replace it with vegan, cruelty-free makeup. Or, you know, you drink the rest of the milk in your fridge. You eat the rest of the animal products that you have, you know, in your dorm room. And as they run out, you gradually work on deciding, okay, maybe instead of dairy milk, I'm going to purchase soy milk. Or instead of purchasing chicken this week, I'm going to buy tofu and work on just making some of those swaps as they make sense for you personally. I think also something that a lot of people just don't think of is that you can eat vegan for like one meal a day and be vegan. Like you could do meatless Mondays, you know, you can work on phasing out animal products gradually or you can choose to, like I kind of gave the example at the beginning of this episode, if you want to choose to no longer cook animal foods in your home or in your dorm room, but you still choose to eat animal products when you go out to restaurants on occasion, that's okay. That is still making a great environmental impact, a great impact on animals, a great impact on your health without having to go the 100% ride or die route. I think a final idea that I would really encourage anyone who's considering being vegan or going vegan or even people who are already vegan to really think about hard and do your research and to dive deep is that recently veganism has become very trendy, very whitewashed and very inaccessible and very just, I hate saying it, but like white snooty suburban whole foods, like that kind of like stereotype. And obviously I'm a white relatively well-off woman or, you know, a graduate student. And so I am not the best person to be talking about this, but I feel like I have to say it. And that is that eating plant-based, caring for animals, caring for the environment, vegan activism is rooted in so many different cultures, so many different ethnicities, so many different religions, so many different, just, it's, it's not just a white American thing. You know, it wasn't invented 10, 20 years ago. And so, I would encourage you when you're doing your research and doing your homework and thinking about going vegan or if you're already vegan, make sure that you're patronizing restaurants that are owned by a variety of people. You know, make sure you're following people online who are vegan who aren't just thin and white. You know, make sure you're following people whose perspectives are different than your own. And I'll link a couple of people below who talk really eloquently about plant-based eating in relation to culture. Um, one of my favorites is, her name is the, I think she's at latina.dietitian. I will definitely link her below. 
she talks a lot about how a lot of traditional foods like chia seeds or acai have been kind of repurposed and stolen by the trendy vegan community and made to be very expensive and inaccessible even though they are rooted in cultural cuisine. So that's just something I want to encourage you to think about is making sure that you are considering these aspects of veganism that aren't just the trendy white American suburban Whole Foods version of veganism. Last but not least, before I let you go for the day, please remember that, and I have to say this, but going vegan and eating vegan does not mean that you are going to be inherently healthy. There is sort of, we call them junk food vegans, because there are a ton of vegan foods that offer very little nutritional value, and it's very possible to eat vegan and to eat terribly. And so I would encourage you to kind of remove the word vegan from health and to really like separate those two things because ultimately you can choose to eat animal products and be incredibly healthy and care for yourself and have a nutritious well-balanced diet and you can choose to eat a vegan diet and be nutritious and healthy and well-balanced and you can have someone who eats animal products and eats a very unbalanced, a very non-nutritious diet. You can have someone who is vegan and eats a very unbalanced, non-nutritious diet. Like, it's so, so dependent on individual choice. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's given you a lot to think about. Please let me know your thoughts about going vegan in college in the comments below. If you're watching me on YouTube, go ahead and leave this video a thumbs up and subscribe. It would mean the world to me. Go ahead, if you're listening to me on a podcast platform, go subscribe to me over there and leave me a five-star review and a rating if you are able. Remember to go check me out on Instagram. I am at FeedThatNation and go check out my blog, FeedThatNation.com to purchase my absolute favorite vegan, gluten-free, allergy-friendly baking mixes. Go check out my affiliate link in the description box below for Coconut Whisk. Remember, if you use my affiliate link and my coupon code, FeedThatNation, you will receive $3 off your order and I will receive a small commission. It would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for supporting me and supporting Feed That Nation. Remember, I upload new podcast episodes every Wednesday right here to YouTube and to your favorite podcast listening platform, and I upload blogs all about food, nutrition, college lifestyle, fun, whatever the heck else I get up to every Saturday. Until next time, my name is Natalie Nation, and you're listening to Feed That Nation. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon.